Good morning. It is great to be with you for day three of this week's daily devotionals. We're going to skip from chapter one that we've looked at for the last two days um, to chapter six today. But before we read the text, it's helpful for us to remember that we're keeping both a big picture view of Paul's message to the Corinthians, as well as developing an interest in the specific instructions he gives them in response to their particular situation and the current issues they're facing. We're reading 1 Corinthians with both binoculars and a microscope, if you like. This is how Brian Rosner describes the best approach to this letter. If we only use binoculars and only take in the overall view, we neglect to appreciate some of the detailed application of Paul's message. But on the other hand, if we only read the text under a microscope, we might be left wondering if this letter is relevant at all to our context. I mean, what does temple prostitutes, head coverings and idol meat have to do with life in Sydney in 2021? Well, with that in mind, over the next two days, we will be covering the two big sections in the body of Paul's letter. The first section is from chapter 5 to 7, and it concentrates on purity and holiness. And then the second section goes from chapter 8 to 14 and addresses the issue of purity and worship. Paul gives us a clue to these two big section, uh, two sections with the matching phrases, flee from sexual immorality and glorify God with your bodies. That's from chapter 6. And then he writes, flee from idolatry and do everything for the glory of God. That's from chapter 10. They're the two matching phrases from the two different sections. Well, Paul will be throughout that, those chapters answering their questions, clarifying his previous letter and following up reports he's received. But he never departs from his main concern that the Corinthians are still worldly, living out their faith based on worldly wisdom. They are the church of God in Corinth, remember from the beginning, saved and sanctified in Jesus, the very dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. This is how they ought to live. Well, with that in mind, let's read from chapter 6 now, verses 9 through to 20. Do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. You say, food for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead and he will raise us also. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. 
Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said, the two will become one flesh. But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honour God with your bodies. Well, in verses 7 through to 11, at the beginning of that, we can see Paul wanting to call them away from the pagan life. This list of wrongdoing that we read in um, verses 9 to 10 is called a vice lift list. Um, it recalls the thinking and stipulations of the Old Testament law that characterises pagan life. Often this vice list is shortened to just three, sexual immorality, idolatry and greed. But whatever is on this list, and sometimes it differs, it's shorthand for saying all that is worldly, all that defiles the holy people of God. But they do not belong to the world. They've been washed, sanctified and justified. They should therefore not be characterised by worldly actions, but resemble the holy people of God as they have been made by Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God. Reading on, they are in Christ, a phrase we talked about yesterday. And then we see explained in verses 15 to 17. They're members of Christ, united with him, joined. Their bodies house the Holy Spirit, that which has been united with the Holy God through the sacrifice of Jesus and the gift of the Holy Spirit cannot join with that which is impure. In this case, a temple prostitute. Now, this was a particular issue for Corinthian converts who were used to sexual encounters with temple prostitutes. It was commonplace in pagan worship for men to have sexual relations with male and female temple prostitutes. And when they share their bodies in this way, they are corrupting that which has been redeemed for God's purposes. Paul addresses their context, but we can benefit from this passage, even if temple prostitution isn't a real and presenting issue in our lives. Our lives have been united with Christ. Our bodies house the Holy Spirit. We must not live as the world does, but remain faithful to who we are in him. So they are to flee from sexual immorality and honour God with their bodies. And Paul urges us to do the same. I hope as you read through this letter more thoroughly at your own pace and in your own time, that as you come by some of these more specific incidences that Paul addresses, you're able to appreciate that Paul is both instructing them on their particular experiences and maintaining his overall concern for them, for all Christians, that we live as the holy and righteous people of God, saved by grace and equipped with the spirit to be God's church in a corrupt community. I pray that blesses you for the day ahead and strengthens you for the day ahead and encourages you as you remember that you are united with Christ, that you house the Holy Spirit and that God has called you to live for him and he's equipped you to do so. Bless you today.